Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Kicked Back, a home for football fans that want to stay up to date on everything going on in the football world. Join Caroline, Liam, and some special guests along the way as they talk about all the trending news around leagues, players, teams, and much more. Now... All you gotta do is get comfortable and kick back, cause we're about to get started. Episode ten, Liam. We made it to episode ten. How are you doing? They said it couldn't be done. I know. <laughs> I'm wearing pants today, which isn't good. Oh, I know. Because that means it's not warm here. And for anyone that knows me, I only wear pants when it's necessary. And today it says oh, guest. I will. I woke up and I took our dog for a walk, and I I said is summer over because it was yeah. 10 degrees i had to put a jacket over my sweater and i just was like this is it this is the end of bliss yeah honestly in edmonton it really is the end of the world because if you've experienced a winter here it's you don't want to leave your house you know what sucked about it too was obviously that forest fire in jasper yes yes that was really bad yeah, yep not good either. so we had a really warm weekend of like plus 30 in both days, but it was not comfortable at all. No. It was brutal. It was like, it wasn't even like sweaty hot. It was like, I am, I don't feel good in this weather right now. And we went from that, it was like 36 degree weather to then just immediate no sun and yeah. chilly. There's no, that's the thing about Edmonton weather. There's no progression. It's just one day summer's ended and the next day you're into fall. It's very drastic. <laughs> very sick and very quick. Now I'm freezing. Oh my God. Gotta love it. And speaking of drastic, uh, Tuchel, big news we woke up to. Football news never sleeps, guys. Uh, so we woke up to obviously Chelsea sacking him. His record at Chelsea stands at 62 wins, 19 draws, 18 defeats. We know he's had a few bad losses this season. Leeds, Southampton, Zagreb yesterday in the Champions League. But this team won the Champions League in 2021. This guy kind of came into a team and did maybe a little bit of the unthinkable with them. We know that his system may not be working at this point in time. We've talked about it on the show. It may be a little too defensive, but Liam, like a little premature. No, it was weird. Um, it's on timing in a way, I suppose, like five days after the transfer. Window ends, it's like he has the impact on that, especially like the Aubameyang signing, which I wasn't a fan of, and I'm still yep. not really a fan of, but that's Tuchel's guy. So to bring a guy like that in, like knowing what was going to happen, I feel like this is something that's been a bit, been brewing for a while. Like Tuchel's been a bit controversial all summer, talking about like how his team isn't good enough, and like. You know, even the Conte thing was a little over the top, and it's just like, loved it. going through this guy's head right now. And then, you know, they lose to Zagreb in Zagreb, and he just just feel, felt like excuses almost all the time, and now they've, they've pulled the plug on him, I guess. I mean, it's crazy, because you read, I love reading fan reactions, and so, so many fans are like, we'll never get a manager like this, and what the hell is Chelsea doing? And then you literally have the other side of people saying, thank God. I just, to me, I think there's worse managers right now who still have their jobs. Not worse managers, just uh, managers in a position where they're not finding success who still keep their job. And to sack him just this early on, um, I don't know. I don't know if I agree with it. And conspiracy theory over here, I think Tuchel and Chelsea haven't been the same since that game against Tottenham. That moment with Conte, that that Harry Kane goal. I just feel like it's hard for them to find their groove since that moment. Yeah, they've definitely been on a downward spiral. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I think for Chelsea fans to say they won't get a manager like him again is kind of stupid. Like, yeah. You're Chelsea. You're a massive club. You've had great managers in the past. Ancelotti, Mourinho, Gus Hiddink. Yeah, Mourinho. It's really like Tuchel's a great manager, and I just... It didn't really work out towards the end, I suppose, but also when you look at the stuff he's had to deal with in the last year, calendar year, with Abramovich and the ownership change and our new owners, and now there was this whole thing where he had to like explain football lingo to the owners because they're, they're American owners and they didn't fully understand this. So it's just like kind of weird vibes all around, and it felt like that almost rubbed Tuchel the wrong way, where maybe he felt like he was more in charge than he should have been, yeah. I guess, is a way to do it. So it's interesting. I I was reading a bunch of stuff about it this morning, and the transfers they brought in, I think, were interested in the sense of they were saying that it wasn't a two-call decision on a lot of stuff. Like, he, he was involved in the conversation, but he wasn't getting the final call. Ah. So apparently the only one he was getting a legit say in was the Aubameyang one. Okay. That was his guy. So there's a lot of people calling about that, saying, like, oh, how, why would they give him the transfer window? It's like, well, a lot of these guys Chelsea needed, like, Sterling's a good signing, Koulibaly, uh, Kukurea, yeah. like, Fafana, like, they kind of needed all these guys after what had happened in the previous window, uh, the same window, sorry, a lot of them happened at the end of last season, like, Rudiger gone, like, Marcus Alonso was gone now too, even Timo Werner, like, Guys going out the door and these guys needed to be brought in. Like I said, the only one that was really Tuka was a Bamiang, which is now interesting because that was a deadline date. Right. So we'll see. I there's a lot of talk about Chelsea Graham Potter. I saw that, yeah. Is it one? But now also an issue is you have bought all these guys who seem to fit into Tuchel's system. And now you got rid of him. It just it, the time the timing seems off. I'm surprised they didn't do this over the World Cup break. Yeah, I you mean know, we're not that far away from it, and it gives them more time to kind of figure some stuff out, like get a really good grip on what's going on. Like the plays aren't going to be around anyway because they're going to be on this break. So gives you a couple of weeks to maybe find a manager there, but maybe something clearly wasn't going right. Right, and it proves our theory right that Chelsea was the overhyped team. Yeah, yeah, they were. And now, in the Premier League next, they have uh, close rivals, Fulham, and then they play Liverpool away. So, I'm not saying anything bad about Liverpool. Or not even bad. When have we said anything bad? We've just said the truth. But Liverpool fans have come for us. Um, and to the point where I, I told Liam, guys, I'm going to set up a voicemail for our podcast. So, you can call in, leave your opinion. Uh, the the really good takes and, and the fun stuff we'll play on the podcast and we'll answer yeah. to. But Liverpool fans online truly want to like fight us, Liam. I, I know I, we put out a little rant I had about them. Yeah, which is valid. I read one comment. I was like, ah, okay. I'm, I'm <laughs> you never read, never read the online trolls. Again, we don't dislike Liverpool. It's just the facts right now. We'll see what they do today. Big Champions League day today. But let's get into the games yesterday. Game I want to start with right now, uh, City versus Sevilla. Man, City just made them look so unorganized and lost. Like a couple of the goals when you see them, when you see what Sevilla's back line was doing, my City just kind of not only dominated that game, but took them out of position, was all over them. The scoreline shows it. Uh, we'll get into Erling Holland in a second, which I feel like we do on every show, but City, just a Champions League team, a Premier League team right now, really showcasing the goods. Yeah, and... I think Sevilla's finding, trying to identify themselves yeah. again, like trying to find a bit of a groove. Like they lost some key players over the summer uh, to Barcelona and Aston Villa. So just trying to find the identity again of the Sevilla, of kind of what we've known, but there is no doubt in that just didn't care what they were trying to do and just exposed them and just showed how dominant they can actually be as a team. And yeah. I put in my notes, just, they just make it look easy. They make football look very easy. and. Holland, which we'll get to, feels like that missing piece. Of, yep. They just needed that guy who was going to stand there on the line and basically tap in all the goals. <laughs> it's, it's perfect. It's a match made in heaven, really, isn't it? Why, why can't people... And I'm not a City fan. This is the crazy thing. Everyone's like, oh, this is just a City. You're biased. I don't care for City. I don't care for any Premier League team, to be honest. Look at the hat I'm wearing. I just think that when we get to witness stuff like this and we get to watch it, enjoy it. Have fun. We're watching Kevin De Bruyne and, and Erling Haaland literally make everyone look 
amateur hour at times. So why don't we just as football fans just sit back and, and enjoy instead of criticizing his every move? Because let me tell you, if Cristiano Ronaldo or Lionel Messi was was at this rate scoring this many goals, the football world would explode and no one would be criticizing it. We'd just be here for it. But Erling Haaland's doing it and, and somehow there's still some type of excuse as to why he's doing it. I think with Haaland too, it's, it's not like he can't score these goals. Yeah. It's only just... He doesn't need to. We say that all the time. Like, I thought Phil Foden yesterday was played really Yeah, I agree. He had an involvement in the first three goals and grabbed a goal too. And he's a guy who I think has got to pick up his game a little bit more, but he's, he showed it last yeah. night of how well he can actually play. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's not, there's not much to say about it because it's not. They, what happened was what I expected yeah. to happen. Yep. Like, they're just kind of a dominant team at the moment who. Whoever they're going to come up against are just going to roll all over, it feels like. And I know they drew to Aston Villa on the weekend. That was a bad result. Good for the result first. Yeah, I know. When this team, when you can just tell, you can just tell when they're kind of rolling. And yep. like, we didn't feel that on Sunday against Villa, but now we're definitely feeling it last night against Sevilla. And, you know, Phil Foden, he deserves credit because when he scored that goal, Sevilla really gave him space to do it. Yeah. But you can now see what he can do when he's given space um, and I think that that was a really cool moment for him of confidence and now even when he's not given that space from other team and maybe where he has to create it for himself a little bit I think he's going to have the confidence to do more of that it really kind of just showed his versatility as a footballer and I was I agree with you Liam I was impressed with him yeah and it's funny the other week too he played left back for City when I can't remember who you were even playing against but I was like, yeah, put this guy anywhere and he'll try yeah. to make a difference. Yeah. Well, one thing about Holland right now is we watched him become the youngest player to score 25 goals in the Champions League, which he did in 20 games, beating Kylian Mbappe. And all anyone's saying is that it's tappens. I don't care, Liam, if he scores tappens for the rest of his life as long as he's scoring because that is basically his only job and he's executing. And do you think Pep cares about tappens? Do you think his teammates care about tappens? Do you think the golden boot cares about tappens? No one cares. And if tappens were so easy, why isn't every other striker in the world scoring tappens at this rate? Mm -hmm. Yeah, if it's that easy to score goals, then why is then do it. Else really doing it like him? And yes, he has the best midfielder in the world behind him, but didn't Messi have the exact same situation on a very stacked Barcelona team when he had Xavi, Iniesta, and Busquets behind him? And what, are we all of a sudden going to discredit Messi? Like, people just net, let need to let Holland live in this moment and, like, just let it be. Mm -hmm. Why are we saying tappens? I, I don't care about them. The, the, the beauty of the game happens right before. He taps it in and he's just the final product. Honestly. He's the last, the last brush. Which we said, work smarter, not harder. If I'm Holland, I mean, I'm, and the guy's not even playing full 90 minutes. Say, let's see how many touches he had yesterday out of curiosity. 19. Yeah. Two goals, right? Yes. yes. <laughs> so, this is stupid. It's funny. I just found another thing here which I wanted to bring up. Cristiano Ronaldo didn't score a single goal in yep. his first 20 Champions League games, and he's now the all time top scorer. Erling Holland has 24 in his first 20. Yeah, we're going to freaking clip that. I, I hate the hate that he's getting. I also, hot take here, and I know that Real Madrid fans and Luka Modric fans are going to come for me, but I think Kevin De Bruyne is the most complete and the best midfielder in the world. Yeah, I think he's definitely, well, he's in the conversation, there's no doubt about that. And on his day, it's hard, to, it's hard to go against what he's able to do. I know. And he definitely feels like the heartbeat of that City team. And he had actually had a really good chance yesterday, but I th did the goal save? I think he did. Yeah. Uh, There's a couple, the yeah. Week, he probably would have slid that in, so it is what it is. I mean, they won't pull up and no one's going to really remember that moment. He's just the ultimate playmaker. He can defend. He can keep possession. He can score a goal. He can pass the ball. He's five steps ahead of everyone on the field. Uh, and he's a big reason as to why City has success and strikers like Holland have success, but individually, and we've said this before the show and the season really even started, that this would be the most lethal duo in football because of the individual characteristics that both these guys play. And you combine them together and you get what we're seeing in real time right now. And Honestly, Real Madrid is the only other team in the world that I can see maybe giving City a hard time. We'll get into the Real Madrid game in a second. Yeah, I, I think so too. And after watching yesterday's games, there wasn't really another team that... Dominated? Yeah, like I, expect, I didn't expect much else. Like PSG, I think, 
I write about like that in my Champions League winner, but they kind of tuck the tuck it back a little bit in the second half. Yeah. But I think on their day they can compete with them. I don't know if they have the squad depth. Like, okay, let's talk about PSG. Okay. Uh, Do you still think that they're going to win the Champions League after? And you, we can't really, you know, determine after game one in the group stages. But what do you think? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think Juventus, you know, they're not the Juventus we we all grew up knowing. Yeah. But they're still a, a good European team, and PSG fully deserved to win that game, and they did it in style too. That Mbappe goal. Oh, like what a pass from Neymar just to lob it perfectly honestly over. and also Mbappe almost breaking a net with his shot it was such a heavy shot and Donnarumma played well I was a little disappointed with the goal they did concede oh, huge like you're gonna come out and do that you gotta come and at least at least get the ball and not be so I'll make an effort to get the ball and not be so indecisive yep should I jump off and then he's like backpedaling and goes in it's like okay well that could have really it didn't bite them that much but it really could have changed the game and I guess from a Juventus perspective like they had no one they just they don't <laughs> have that crazy guy from midfield and like Lavic is really good and Milik is a Polish striker Polish. I like him a lot I thought that was a really he good is yeah he's good they're definitely missing Di Maria right now oh uh, you know what? When I saw the starting 11 come out and tweet saying that all of all the kind of star players on Juve that weren't playing, I was disappointed because I actually was probably most excited about this game, uh, aside from Bayern and Barcelona, for obvious reasons. But I said, when I saw that, I said, PSG is going to kill these guys. I love what you brought up about Juve scoring that goal. That's, that's where I have an asterisk around PSG. We know PSG has the best center back of all time, arguably Sergio Ramos. But is he enough to be a sound defensive is he enough to be the defensive guy on a team that when you play City or Real Madrid he's going to be enough to stop a Benzema or a Holland I don't know about that with PSG and yes they have the big three no one's denying the unbelievable talent they have on their squad I get nervous about them defensively for 90 minutes yeah I think that's fair um you know Donnarumma is one of the better goalies in the world, but I think he does make those mistakes every yeah. time, which bites them. And the defenders, are like Marquinhos and Kempembe and Ramos, so they're all good. But like you said, like the city attack is, yeah. is tough. It's to scary. Uh, another thing, though, we, you mentioned this incredible assist we saw from Neymar to Mbappe, world class. Honestly, that's a moment you watch and you're like, "This is why I love football." But when Mbappe had a, mo a chance to return that favor to Neymar in a tough position with a tough angle, with Neymar having prime real estate being completely unmarked, Mbappe didn't pass the ball. Now, I'm not going to go into the conspiracy theory that Mbappe doesn't want Neymar to score. But when PSG plays the big teams like City and Real Madrid, those opportunities are going to be gold for them because they're playing the best strikers in the world. And I understand Mbappe. He's human. He wants to score the hat trick. I would too. But at the end of the day, what's not going to win PSG, the Champions League, is individual performances. That's where PSG, in my mind, is going to falter because that's a pass from Mbappe to Neymar that needed to happen. And, yeah. and Mbappe just wanted the hat trick. I think that's where it's like more in Brad that we had on our, on our, on our show, he calls them an individual FC. And I'm like, I think that's the perfect name for them. That's a, yeah. I think it's quickly becoming Mbappe. <laughs> that's what he said too. And, and I hate to do it. I don't want to shit on Mbappe. I know everyone's doing that in the world right now. Um, but you can't help to think that the only thing on his mind in that moment was score the hat trick instead of like, let's get an, another goal on this team, you know? Yeah, I think that's where his head's at, isn't he? He just wants to... He probably sees Holland scoring all these goals. They're in direct competition. I start doing that too. And like, granted, he does score a lot of goals. But, yeah, it's, it's funny to see because you hear all this speculation. And you see the thing that happened a few weeks ago with the dressing room stuff. And now you see this again. It's like, yeah, what... There's definitely something else. Yeah, I think I think Mbappe addressed the situation with Neymar to the media, and he said that some like him and Neymar have a good relationship, and sometimes it's hot, sometimes it's cold, which you're gonna get. Yeah. Not everyone on a team, when you hang out with them twenty four seven, you're gonna be best buddies with them. Like, it's like your family. Exactly. Is what it is. Um, I just. I, I and I hope I've said this before I hope PSG proves me wrong I have this gut feeling that they're almost sometimes a little too complacent in the talent that they have and 
Juventus for me, I thought it was going to be good competition for them and they weren't. I mean, at some point I thought Juve was playing with a man down. They were playing so lazy, like slow. I was surprised PSG didn't score more goals, but I, um, I also don't think we saw prime Messi in that game. Mm -hmm. So I think that when we get another level from Messi, the game will look different. I just, the defensiveness of the game and is it Mbappe FC is what I have to wait and see is going to happen. That's, that's my asterisk beside PSG in saying that I hope I'm proven wrong because it would be unreal if they won the Champions League. It'd be a great final too. City PSG, but we'll see. We'll see. What else do we got? We got Real Madrid. We've said on this show before, Liam, that Real Madrid's a patient football team. Mm. They kind of toy with the team for the first little bit. And then when they decide to turn on, watch the hell out. <laughs> I left halftime 0-0, Real Madrid Celtic. I'm like, oh, Liam did say on the show, you know, it's going to be hard to play home at any of these, you know, in any of these games. I'm like, yeah. okay, maybe this is going to be a kind of a tough test. Freaking three, three goals in the second half. Yeah, they, uh, <laughs> this, I buy in there is like just classic Real Madrid game. Yes. Where all it takes is two mistakes. <sighs> you have two goals in the back of you. Like, okay, well, that's the game. And that's basically what happened. Like Celtic, fantastic performance. I agree. In the first half. I agree. They had that chance right out of the, right out of the gate. And it's just like, oh, I was really, really hoping we would see see them score just you know get a lead i didn't expect them to win by any means but i was hoping they would get off to a great start and then we would just see that stadium and those fans just erupt and the atmosphere was great as it was and then just to kind of exceed that Mm -hmm. so great to watch i believe this is the first time we've seen two scottish teams in the champions league group stage since 2007 yeah so it's good to that's crazy i did just see the score right on it's not ideal it's it's, uh 44 minutes in three nothing for ajax yeah that's a tough one which though we did say that ajax deserves some more respect yeah there's um, a myself thing i guess we'll go quickly on this but Ajax have lost however many players this season. Yep. And they haven't lost a game yet. And their manager. Yeah, they lost. And I know they play in Holland, but either way, like, you still have to play those same games and win. And you're losing your best players. Yeah. They'll find a way. Now you're in the Champions League up with three. Oh out at home to Rangers. Like, that's a good result. And you said it's not half time yet? 44? 44 minutes. Yeah, that's a, a tough thing. So, the other headline, though, from Real Madrid Benzema. Benzema. Oh. That is not ideal, to say the least. I was, are you, did it happen when he went for the, like, do you like for the, this like side volley kind of thing? And I think that's when it happened, but sounds like it's a minor injury, but will it's this weekend. This is what I'm thinking. The world, we're in a unique situation where the World Cup's a couple months away, a, a couple months away. So when these players come out of games or there's an injury, they're obviously not going to push it in the group stages of the Champions League because you want to be good for the World Cup. So that's why I'm not like freaking out about Benzema coming out of the game um, because I, I think priority is going to be World Cup. Uh, but man, was I sad to see that because we need a healthy Benzema. Uh, I want a healthy Benzema for the rest of Champions League, for the rest of La Liga and for the World Cup. So it says here, the club has announced that French striker Benzema has a semi-tinnitus muscle injury. Okay. When I ask physio Mike this. Yeah. <laughs> and an overload in his quadri- quadriceps and has some pain in his meniscus from that same leg, will, which will force him out for Real Madrid's next matches against Mallorca, Leipzig, Atletico Madrid, as well as the French national team's games at the end of the month. So it sounds like he's out for the same amount of time as like Lukaku will be. So after the break, which I believe is a September 23rd around there. Yep. So after then, that's when we'll see. It says October 2nd is when AI returns. Which, you know what? Play it safe. I'd play it safe too. Um, but what's really cool is to see Benzema come out, which we obviously know is the top striker on Real Madrid and other guys find a way to in score world. in the world. Yeah, I agree. Ballon d'Or. And, and there's the Lewandowski argument. And I'm, I keep going back with this in my head. It's usually every time I walk my dog, cause I'm nuts. I'm like, fuck, like Lewandowski has really good numbers. But for me, what separates Benzema from him is that Benzema scored two hat tricks in last year's Champions League and scored that goal in the Champions League final against Liverpool and basically was the guy to... We all know that Real Madrid did it as a team, but he's the guy that that got them there. And I think him solidifying his name in that Champions League final win 
is the reason he gets the Ballon d'Or over Lewandowski. Yeah, he scored in big moments. Exactly uh, it. I'd say Lewandowski didn't. Yeah. But, you know. Different. When they needed him, he really showed up. And, he, and they won. Yeah. You know, and I think that's what's going to take him well, over the top for the Ballon d'Or. Um, one other player I caught that caught my eye, Eden Hazard. I know. First Champions League goal since 2021. It was a big one for him. Milan. He was involved in all three goals. Yeah. I thought he was unbelievable, to be honest, and that's the first time in a while we've kind of said something about that. Yeah. Hazard. Yeah, I, I don't think we've ever mentioned him on the show. No. <laughs> no. Not a good sign for Canada at the World Cup if he's not form again, but he's going to get an opportunity now with Benzema out to like maybe grab his form back and become the Hazard that we, we all knew and loved when he was with Chelsea. I hope. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. And I'm sure that Canada and John Herdman are watching these Champions League games and seeing the guys that they're going to be playing. Because when I saw Kevin De Bruyne just absolutely destroy Sevilla and obviously every team in the Premier League, I'm at like the mindset now that he needs to be man marked. Like player zonal game. I'm not even kidding, right? Like this guy can tear up our, our the, the Canadian team just individually. So, you know what? It's interesting to see these players and what they're bringing in the Champions League and how it's going to kind of even translate into the World Cup. But I want to give a shout out to Luka Modric because I don't think there is more of a outside of the foot ball bending passer like Luka Modric. I feel like he's absolutely become an expert at that outside of the foot bended ball. We saw him pass the ball to Benzema in the Champions League. Uh, I believe it was the Champions League semifinal last season. He's scoring with the outside of his of his boot uh, in games now. I just think that he's such a proficient and just technically masterful player that it's just cool to watch him do his thing. Yeah, it's... It's just different, isn't it? Like, he just scores different kind of yeah. goals and, like, in so many different ways. And I guess maybe that's the argument with Holland right now is people have just come to know what Benzema's done in the last yeah. year, along with all these goals, and now the argument is, oh, Holland doesn't do it like that. It's like, oh, well, it all count for the same reason. Honestly. <laughs> honestly, at well, the end of the day. Do you think, you know, Holland one day is going to get the Ballon d'Or? Because if he keeps up at this rate, he's got a whole career in front of him. He's 22 years old. You think that when, you know, he gets the Ballon d'Or, they're going to... We're going to think about the fact that he he tapped a ball in, and people are acting like it's not easy, like it's not hard to do what he does. Yeah. He uses his weight. He also creates the space for a tap in goal. Like he doesn't just stand there, put his leg out, and the ball goes in. He creates space off the ball, which is just as hard to do. He finds the space for himself and he executes it. I don't know. I just get so frustrated with people. I get so frustrated with the trolls, guys. It makes me like I stay up at night thinking about it. But yeah, Real Madrid, clinical. Madrid. I guess a quick thing just on Celtic, if you're after watching that game, you're probably feeling pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. Like, at the end of the day, I think just the quality of Real Madrid just overcame what Celtic had to offer. And I think Real Madrid fans will tell you there was a lot of scares in that game. And Celtic coming up and they play Leipzig yep. and Shakhtar Donetsk, who we'll talk about too. Like, Celtic could come out of this group not easily, but I think they've got a very good chance of 
push into the knockout stage. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and that's how I felt, I think, about Frankfurt after that Super Cup final against Real Madrid, where we know that Real Madrid just dominated them. But I looked at that Frankfurt team and I'm like, if that was my team, I wouldn't be disappointed because they fought. They were just, you're just taking on the best club in the world. And sometimes you just have to accept that. But that hasn't predetermined, uh, you know, Celtic's fate in this whole Champions League run. I think it's funny sometimes being Real Madrid. And I don't think people quite understand how difficult sometimes it can be for them. It's like, yes, they're the best team in the world. But every time they go into a game, they have a huge target on their back. Of course. The team is giving them absolutely everything they have, which elevates how much better Real Madrid needs to be. Honestly, you're you're spot on. And it's just crazy to me that when you watch Real Madrid and they have that first few moments, that first half of just almost toying with the team, but it's borderline like scary for Real Madrid because again, if Celtic capitalized on those chances, the game could have been different. But when they do decide to turn it on, like those goals, like Vinny Jr.'s goal and 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 all the other ones, the way they exposed Celtic was clinical. Yeah, they they did their they played world class. Honest to God. Man City, Real Madrid would be an unbelievable final. What would be a perfect final four for you? Mine would be Real Madrid, PSG, City. And AC Milan. Fair enough. <laughs> Mine would be five. I just think those are, those are the four teams right now in Europe that are just very exciting to watch. And I think any of those four teams would deserve to be in the final four. I 100% agree with you. Bias aside, of course, I'd want AC Milan in there. We'll talk about them in a second. They need to be better. But I just, uh, I think that putting those four teams in that bubble, DAZN subscriptions are, are skyrocketing at that point because everyone's watching those games. Everyone wants to go and watch. Uh, yeah, people are taking a day off work and I don't blame them. So that would be that. Yeah, AC Milan, man. 1-1 against Salzburg. Last few moments of the game, they hit the post. They were unlucky. They should have won that game. I don't like using that as an excuse for a team, like saying, ah, AC Milan was going to win that game. They hit the post. It should have been 2-1 because that doesn't matter. At the end of the day, they should have got the job done quicker. Uh, I'm tough on this team because they have a lot of potential. I watched the Inter Milan, AC Milan derby on the weekend. Uh, Rafael Leao. I think is a player we're going to be talking about way more in the next few years. He's awesome. Uh, I just have a lot of expectations of this team and I want them to get out of this group. They have a very good chance of getting out of this group, uh, but I'm just going to be tough on them and say that it needs to be better. I think sometimes when you play such an emotional game like yep. they did on Saturday, sometimes True. it's difficult to come out on the, next, uh, on the next one and have that same intensity and get up for it. And no disrespect to Salzburg, but it's not the answer and AC Milan derby, right? Like, it's just a different feeling. And I think if this, if they had played a different team on Saturday, they would have won this game. And it just felt different to me, but Leal, unreal. He's, He's so good. He's watch. so good. I think, you know, I've had this conversation with a few of my friends throughout, you know, the summer or whatever. And this is definitely a new generation of footballers mm-hmm. coming through. And I think this World Cup is going to be a... Uh, like a, what do they call it? A turn of the guard, is that what it is? What does that mean? Because I suck with these things. It means like, you know, <laughs> the old guard is, is moving out. Like the top players, like Ridley, yes. Messi, Lewandowski. Okay. Those guys are moving on. Now you have the next wave of talent coming through with Mbappe, Holland, like, you know, De Bruyne, and even um, the guy on Real Madrid, I can't remember, too many. Too many, yeah. Those guys, and it's just that's Vinny, what this yeah. World Cup feels like. And I feel like Leao is in that conversation yeah. of, Becoming the next Portuguese star and, you know, becoming this world figure now. And we're basing a lot on the rise up. There's no reason he can't kind of be the face of it all. Love that you said that. I think that Portugal's going to have a very sneaky good team at the World Cup. Yeah, hopefully they don't draw every game. I, I freaking love that you said that. I love that you said that. I love that we share the same opinion. I love that people hate us on social media for it. Uh, but here we are. They, they just do have a very good sneaky team that I think that um, sometimes you find with Portugal, they're one of those countries that they have, again, good on paper, but they don't make it work in, in the international tournaments like they should. Uh, we saw that a few times with Ronaldo and Nani, um, Figo, just players of the past that they're, you know, I don't want them to slip my mind. There's a couple defenders I'm thinking of too that they would, Carvalho. Carvalho, yeah, there's just player. I hope that we see something good for them because of the talent that they have, but um, yeah, let's not draw everything 
every game and, and win the World Cup either. So that's that's all I have to say. But yeah, it's people are saying it's no longer the Ronaldo and Messi debate. It could be a Holland and Mbappe debate. There's a lot of players in there now, and I think this World Cup, it's a shame Holland won't be. There, I know. But I do think... Norway are on the rise. Like they, I, you know what? I can't remember exactly how it went down, but I know Holland was injured during their qualifying. They drew a game against like Latvia or some, someone who they should have beat. And because of that result, it pretty much eliminated their chances of goal, which is disappointing to kind of, to have it come down to an injury and not just, not yeah. just a bad performance, you know, like you literally the best player playing against a country you should have beat. So I think, I think that Norway will be on the rise and Holland will see him in a few years but yeah there's there's a lot of players right now who are going to be in the Ballon d'Or conversation when this next wave of talent comes I can't wait Uh, quickly AC Milan uh, when I was watching the Derby and I didn't think anything of it my Twitter is typically hockey fans right like that's usually the the amount of people that I get following me they love hockey we're building the, the football aspect of it and nonchalantly I tweeted after Inter scored the first goal, I, I tweeted, wow, I dislike Inter Milan. Not thinking anything of it, guys. And I finished watching the game. I didn't check my phone. I went to Horlock Park. I did a walk. Oh. It's a great park. Underrated, oh. by the way. So went for a nice walk, came home, checked my Twitter. I had like 2,000 likes. And people from AC Milan saying that AC Milan should fly me out to a game, which I agree. And people from, you know, on the inter side of things saying, who the F are you? No one effing asked you the amount of like love and hate I got, which I freaking love inter Milan fans. Give it to me all day. I laugh at these things. I think it's so great, but it just made me sit back and remind me why I love this sport so much because people are taking the time to ask me who the F I am, which is granted who the F am I to say that I just don't like the team at all, but they're taking the time to troll me because they love their team so much yeah i haven't got there on twitter just yet i'm doing my best you can go give me a follow <laughs> but i had one similar the other week where i tweeted about how and i said it on the show as well i said how i tweeted on the show too just how like liverpool flop uh, newcastle were flopping around and liverpool didn't like it but they were doing it against bournemouth and a lot of newcastle fans backed me a lot of people were backing me on that point so twitter's a funny place just and you know what it is about I, the haters and in, in our comments and stuff like that is that I actually like it because it shows that people are passionate about yes. clubs and the support and everything. Like I, I completely agree. I'm the same way with some of the teams I follow. Like if anyone talks anything bad about them, I'm like, no, like that's wrong. Like we're the best, you know, all this stuff. Like you have a biased fan and that's the point of sports and keep doing it. I don't care. That was my algorithm. Phil, are you hundred percent? I always say that I say, thank you. Thank you for commenting because it's helping, you know, get traction on my video, but uh, I'm with you, Liam. If someone, especially back in the day, I told my, my parents, it was such a unique time for me to become an AC Milan fan uh, in the in the late 90s, early 2000s, and they were just uh, probably the best club, in, at some point, the best club in Europe. And then all of a sudden, after 2007, and they won the Champions League, we don't hear from them for a while. Yeah. And at that time, I went and I played soccer in the US, and you know I was doing my own thing. And I said, but during the time of like... Mm, AC Milan deteriorating, Serie A not being the best uh, league in the world. I said, I never left supporting the team. I never was like, oh, Liverpool was doing well. I'm going to jump on the Liverpool train or or Barcelona or, or Real Madrid. I never did that. And I said, it's so cool to come back and still have like that deep passion for AC Milan, watch them in the Champions League and just talk with football fans. Like we, we, we really like football has got to be the best sport in the world with the best fans, just hands down. Yeah. It's just, cause there's uh also what I'm looking for. There's consequences to it, right? Yeah. If your team, if you don't support your team and like you, you know, the chances of like going down, there's stuff on the line for every team. And I think that's what makes the sport so good is every game truly matters. Like in some sports in North America, like, you could lose 15 games in a row. Yeah. And then you get the first overall pick. And it's just a little different, you know. That happened to the Oilers. Yeah. 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 That's, why, that's why I love it so much. I want to give you a big shout out because... On our um, Champions League draw show, you said that Shakhtar was a team to watch out for because they're going to be playing for more than just football. And we saw them absolutely dominate Leipzig. Leipzig, yeah, they, they it was a great win. Away from home, too. Just, well, fortunately, right now, all of our games are yeah. home. But 
You love to see it. Mm-hmm. You do, just for things that are bigger than football. And there's a tweet here from uh, Colin Miller, which I found on Twitter, and I'll just read it out. So it says, Shakhtar Donetsk have not been able to play in their home city of Donetsk, I believe, since 2014 due to war. Had not played at all for six months this year due to war. Cannot play Champions League football games in Ukraine due to war. Exoditis of star foreign players due to war. Then they go and win 4-1 in Leipzig for Ukraine. I just thought that was just such a cool way to put it all together. And there's a bunch of stuff here that he, he tweeted out about it, which you should go read, like this comments from the director of football who... I won't read it out. There's quite a lot there, but it's 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 cool to see, and maybe we'll, I'll, re, I'll retweet it on the 90th minute page, and that's what we'll do. But overall, just like what a moment for them to just go and do that, and Shakhtar to away from everything off the field, like they've been a good European yeah. club for quite a while now, and shouldn't be underestimated despite what's going on with their situation of not being able to have foreign players. Like they've been able to produce good Ukrainian mm-hmm. talent and Ukraine is a is a good football nation and they've done well the last few tournaments they've been at they you know I think that England beat them in the quarterfinals of the Euros and yeah. yes it was 4-0 to England but to get to that point yeah. they, they did such a good job and they're a team who I think is just going to keep rising and keep going you know, yeah. Tenko pulled up there he's a big part of it he's not part of the he's not the manager there anymore but it's a shame he didn't get this same I agree. team because we saw him at the 2006 World Cup, which I believe was Ukraine's first ever World Cup. So hopefully we just keep seeing him pop up in these tournaments and Donetsk keep doing what they're doing on the field and what they've done in the past too. I'd love to see a nice feel-good story and I don't think anyone deserves it more than what obviously the Ukrainian people have been through. So seeing that I get chills. I got chills when you were reading that that tweet because this is moments in sports and moment moments in football where it transcends an actual scoreline. It meant a lot to the fans, the players, the coaches, former players. Uh, it's a sense of pride and happiness that they may not be getting day to day. So I'm rooting for them. They're a team that I, I don't. I'm going to be honest. I don't know really anything about them, but I'm going to start learning about them and and hope that they have a few more results like this because we've seen crazy stuff happen in these tournaments. You can't write them off. It's, uh, it's, it's kind of a funny thing, but Shakhtar have always been good at producing Brazilian players. Okay. So guys who have come through them, like Luis Adriano was a great one. Oh, yeah. So getting the Champions League. Douglas Costa, who built a good reputation for himself in Europe. Adriano. He just signed for Fulham, played for Chelsea and Arsenal. Like, there's been a bunch of guys who've just kind of come through that team. So yeah, just yeah. great to see them have a big win over Leipzig. Kind of a surprising win too, if I had to be honest, just being yes. losing 4-1. So just so much so much good around that result. Love it. Uh, last two games, Dortmund-Copenhagen. Dortmund won 3 nothing, And Benfica, you're going to have to say me with this team's last name. Uh, Mac- Mac- <laughs> Macaba Haifa? Macapi Haifa. Okay. I had, do you know what? I had a couple of people criticize me for my Macapi Haifa team. Why? What did you say? I said they would be the worst team in this tournament. Which I didn't think was that controversial of a take. <laughs> and it wasn't supposed to be a disrespectful thing. It's just kind of no, you're, what they yeah. Are. And people in the YouTube comments were not happy about it. I had specifically fans from this team were like, we were not with the worst. Like, we knocked out Olympiakos. So maybe I didn't give you guys enough credit. You know, Benfica scored both goals in the second half. But both of them, before I get too deep into this, Grimaldo. If you get a chance to see his second goal, go watch it. Okay. Absolutely. Unreal. Nuts. And you got the assist on the first goal, too, which is a great cross. But uh, Cabby High Fun, I'm sorry. You're not the worst team in this tournament. Apparently, Victoria Plaza is. You are the second worst team in this tournament. Ah, <laughs> uh, You know what? I wish I knew more about them to have... Uh, well-formulated opinion. Uh, What sucks about the freaking Champions League is all the games are on at the same time. So sometimes you can't just base a team's win or result off the highlights because so much more happens. So I wish I could say more of an educational take, but these last three games... I, I watched the highlights because I was so focused on the 17 other games that were playing at the same time. Yeah, and one last thing on Maccabi Haifa... I am also a little bitter at you because <laughs> you didn't allow our Canadian boy, Borgian. Oh. They, they, a last minute own goal. 
from uh, from them got by Brosian and eliminated them from the Champions League. Ah. That's why I'm also a little bitter at you guys because that would have at least pushed it to extra time. Give him a better chance, and we could have seen our Canadian goalie. Who I love. Yeah, he's a great personality. What is he, 35? He's, yeah, 34. Yeah, like, come on, who doesn't want to see that guy? He wears, he wears sweatpants uh, in goal. You know what? We won. Qualifiers for Canada. First of all, I thought he was freaking incredible. That game here in Edmonton, Mexico, in the last few minutes was like, I, I said, this can't, they can't score a goal. <laughs> but not only is this guy a personality and he's keeping his teammates level-headed, but he's so good. Yeah. And you need a good goalkeeper in these tournaments. He's done a great job. And he was also a highlight last season. Uh, he scored a penalty. No way. Yeah. like, in the, it was like And it was good. Yeah. It was like the last game of the season. And he actually, it wasn't like a penalty shootout or anything. Like he came up and he scored the penalty. So everyone's. Shout out to him. Everyone's sleeping on freaking Canada. Everyone's sleeping on Canada. You guys wait. Going through I'd love to see it. Yeah, I'd love to see it. Uh, right now, let's, I don't know, what Champions League do we have today? Well, Rangers are down 3 now. Yep. You know? I had a lot of hate on Rangers too because they would be the worst team in the group. Sorry, Rangers fans, but really tough group. I didn't mean it badly. I just mean... It know, is what it is. Here you are. Again, down 3 nothing. Go, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, 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 this is great. Frankfurt Sporting 0-0 right now, 46 minutes in. We'll see how that ends. I'm going to be watching Inter Bayern, shit, Barcelona, Victoria Pleasant, Napoli, Liverpool. Those will probably, and Tottenham, Marseille. I mean, there's just so many, Club Bruges, there's so many games that I want to watch, but I think my focus will probably be on Liverpool, Napoli, Inter Bayern, and I'll try and keep up with updates on the other one, two, th four. I think I'll go with Napoli Liverpool. Okay. Going to watch today. Look out for the Georgian winger Napoli has. I'm not going to try and say his name again because I've tried it so many times. I actually practice this in the mirror. I try and do it myself, and she just doesn't. It sounds like I'm not even talking about it. So, number 77, he's getting a lot of publicity right now. And I said after the first game when they played Eugene, uh, it wasn't Eugene, I can't remember who they played, whoever it was. And that guy, yeah. Go ahead, you try and say it. Oh, my goodness. Cabrera <laughs> Stekalahaya. And I, I, that was wrong. I know. But either way, go watch him. He's unbelievable. They got him from the Georgian League. Okay. Which is just kind of crazy to think about someone coming from the Georgian League and then coming dominating in Europe right away. So good for him. Um, I guess I have a quick question for you. Yeah. After watching those games yesterday, has your opinion swayed anyway? on the first games. You know, it's one game, take that for what it is, but I think mine has. I think that uh, I'm scared that I'm such a big AC Milan fan that I'm confident that they're going to go out. Like They're going to go past the group, but I don't want to get there yet. I want to see what they look like in their next game. I'd say the most... The most um, in conflict I am with my opinion is that I think PSG is going to do well, but I'm I'm nervous that they're not because of what we said about their defensive issues and individual FC. That's where that's where I, I think my opinion changes. Mm. Okay, so I I think that group with Chelsea, Zagreb, Milan, and Salzburg was disappointing for Milan the most. I agree, big time. They would have been able to see the result from Zagreb and be like, okay, this is our opportunity yep. to really put a stranglehold on this division, this group, and it's mm -hmm. one game, but it's an opportunity missed. Big that time. Was disappointing. Juventus do worry me. I wasn't overly high on them coming into it, but just just doesn't feel the same right now and Benfica are one of those teams who can be sneaky good in these competitions and they did well last year mm -hmm. so I'm curious if Benfica can challenge Juventus I really do think they can and another take I had was I thought Sevilla would finish second in the group of City and it's been one game in the group I know but Dortmund just kind of seems to be finding more of an identity for themselves right now quicker than Sevilla are because both those teams mm -hmm. have lost key pieces so we'll know more after like Dortmund plays City and we'll see how that goes. But right now I'm kind of feeling like Dortmund are gonna gonna finish over Sevilla. My take has just been 
drive through the mud. No, I mean, it's impossible to always know, but ask me this question against, again tomorrow because I wonder how Napoli and Inter are going to do today because I will say I agree with you. It's tough for me to say anything bad about AC Milan. I have some bias. I have some hope. Obviously, I don't want to shit on my own team, but it was a very disappointing first day of the Champions League from two top Serie A teams. So I wonder if Inter and Napoli can turn it. At, or maybe tomorrow I'm saying maybe we gave too much credit to the Italian teams. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. And even with the uh, Europa League and Conference League happening on Thursday, too, and we'll be able to talk about it next week. But, yeah, like, Napoli, tough test. And both these, Inter and Napoli are home, and Juventus and uh, Milan were both away. So maybe that's something yeah. from yesterday. But, do you know what? I, I think Napoli got a win today. They have. That's kind of what I think. I don't Inter buying one. I could see buying winning that one just because of yeah. you being out. But... And also the same thing with AC Milan of the added pressure of Saturday's game. So I can see Bayern coming away with that one. Barca will win. I do. I could see Atletico and Porto being a draw. Club Bruges will win today. I think. Hope so. Tottenham will win in that play. So there's my love predictions. I um. Top of my head. And nothing to all the nice Liverpool fans out there, Dad. You're one of them. No hate. But I'd love for Liverpool to lose by three goals today. I would too. Honest to God. Yeah. Let's humble the Liverpool fans, the, the, the hateful Liverpool fans out there a little. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. Go Napoli. Yeah. Go Napoli. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, we're going to end episode 10 on there. Uh, thanks, guys, for watching, for listening. Tell us all your takes on yesterday's Champions League matches. We're going to be here tomorrow recapping today's game. So uh, we're just, yeah, we're, we're here doing our job and let us know what you think and we'll see you tomorrow. That's a wrap for another episode of Kickback and thanks so much for listening. You can catch Caroline and Liam here every single week on Tuesdays and Thursdays to give you the latest rundown on all things football. Please don't forget to subscribe and give us a nice five-star rating. Please and thank you. And for even more kicked back content, follow the 90th minute on all your favorite social channels. See you next time. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.